You are listening to the New Day of Hope broadcast with Helena and Glennis Langley. Enjoy. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. There is indeed a word from the Lord today. So I would like to talk to you for a few minutes on the subject. Four things that can never happen to a believer. Four things that can never happen to a believer. You must have heard someone said that I will never do this or I will never do that in my life again. Or maybe you have said it yourself. I have said that several times. Many times I said that I will never do this or never do that, but find myself doing it. So let us take a little time to check that word out. The word never in the dictionary. The dictionary describes it as not ever, at no time, not at all, by no chance, in no case, under no condition. That's how the dictionary describes the word never. We are talking today on things that can never happen to a believer. Now, notice carefully, I did not say things that can never happen to a church member, but I said a believer because we need not confuse the fact or the truth that everybody who steps in a sanctuary is a believer. No, because, you know, sometimes the devil himself goes to church to distract those of us who are believers. So, first of all, a believer shall never first. A believer shall never first. And I'm not talking about drinking a glass of water after in a 90 degree heat outside. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about spiritual first. In John 4 and verse 14, listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said, Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never first. Now, these words were spoken to the woman of Samaria, a story well-known church. We learn these truths from the word of the Lord. Jesus was traveling into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Now, Jesus came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, which was near a piece of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph, and Jacob's well, the Bible tells us, was there. So let's see what happens as we continue this day. So Jesus, being weary from his journey, sat on the well to rest. We observe that as the woman of Samaria approached the well, Jesus opened the conversation. Jesus said to the woman, give me a drink. The woman was rather surprised, and that is why she asked, how is it that you, being a Jew, would ask me a drink? Now you know the Jews have no dealings with us. 
the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. So she was rather taken back. So in answer to her question, watch this now. Jesus said, if you only knew who it is that asked you for a drink of water, you would have asked of me and I would give you living water. That's in John 4 and verse 10. The Bible tells us that Jesus came to seek and to save lost people. He said, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He came to call those who were lost to repentance. So Jesus never let the opportunity to fulfill his mission go by. Never. And that is sad because we are doing that in our everyday work. The opportunity presents itself. The Spirit of the Lord leads us and guides us in directions where we can find someone where we can share the love of Christ with. And because of fear, we allow the opportunity to pass us by. So he answered the woman in these words. Watch what he said. Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And you know everlasting life is free. So that stirred the curiosity in the woman. She must have said to herself, there is something very extraordinary about this man. He is like no other person I have met. He is so different. And in fact, and in truth, yes, she was right. Jesus is different. He is the son of the Almighty God. So she was convinced and said to him, watch, the, watch what he said, Sir, give me this water. Hey, if the water that you are talking about will spring up into everlasting life, and the water that you are talking about, if I drink it, I will not thirst again. Hey, give me this water that I first not, neither come here to draw water again, because it seems to me that the water you have to offer is different than what we are used to in getting from the well that Jacob built for us. She asked for living water and Jesus gave her living water. He gave her water that was not from Jacob's well. Glory be to God. Jesus said, whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. These are the words of the Lord. It doesn't matter what you believe, nor what I believe. It doesn't matter what doctrine you have in your mind or what the doctrine I have in my mind. We are standing on the authority of the word of the Lord. Jesus said, whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. So we have the assurance that those who come to Christ and drink of the living water shall never thirst. Oh yes, we can drink and we can drink and we can drink forever and ever. That is simply because when Jesus saves us, huh, he puts within our bosom 
a well that springs up and keeps on springing up and we keep on drinking. Jesus said in John 4 and verse 14, Whosoever drinketh of that water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Here we have an emphatic positive statement. Whosoever, that whosoever takes in everyone and excludes no one, regardless of our nationality, regardless of our creed, our color, our educational background, and so on and so forth. We are all included in that whosoever. Whosoever drinketh means to exercise faith in the shed blood. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That is divine living water. It is not tradition, but it is divine living water. So the question is, what is that water Jesus gives? What is it? I am here to tell you. Jesus gave the woman water. He gave her his word. I that speak unto you, Jesus said, I am he. That's his word. I am the one that you are hearing. I am Jesus. I am the Savior. I am the Son of the Almighty God. In John 3 and verse 5, Jesus told Nicodemus, Except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. This water is not the baptistry or the river of Jordan. It is the word of God. In John 15 and verse 3 it says, Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. In Ephesians 5 and verse 26 tells us that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Glory be to God. So, by these scriptures, we see that the water is definitely the word of the Lord. And that is exactly what Jesus gave the woman, the word of the Lord. In John 5, 24, he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth, watch this, he that heareth, not what I am saying, but he said, my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. So then we conclude that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. Romans 10, 17. So that settles all doubts from our minds. The true believer shall never thirst again. Thanks be unto our God. Now, number two, believers shall never hunger. Believers shall never hunger. In John 6 and verse 35, John 6, 35, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me mm, shall never hunger. 
Should I read this one more time? Yes, I should. John 6.35, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. This passage of scripture begins with the account of the feeding of the 5,000 hungry men, not counting the women and children which came from a little boy's lunch. The Bible tells us that the next day, the people again sought Jesus and finally found him on the other side of the sea. So in answer to all their questions, he said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me, but it's not because you saw the miracles that I did, but because you did eat the loaves and you were filled. That's why you seek me. You know, sometimes you have friends and relatives and the people are close to you sometimes, not because they really care for you, but because of what you can do for them. Jesus said unto them, labor not for the meat that perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life. The people told Jesus that Moses had given them bread from heaven. Uh -huh. But Jesus told them that Moses did not give them that bread. Jesus said, my father is the one who gave you that bread from heaven because all things come of God from him. All good gifts and all perfect gifts come from above. It's my father who gave you that bread. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. That's what Jesus was saying unto them. Jesus was referring to himself. For he is that bread from heaven. He said, watch this. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. That's the word of the Lord. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never first. It's a great hymn that says what? Never first again? No, never first again. And whoso believeth, Jesus said, shall never first again. So not now, not in the future, under no condition, not at all. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. That is the, this is the promise of God. Jesus said, this is the bread that cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die, because the bread that I will give you is my flesh. I will give you for the life, I give you for the life of the world. I will give for the life of the world. So the question for today is, have you eaten of that bread of life? If not, you really have no life. You are spiritually dead because life really begins when Jesus steps in. But if you accept Jesus as master of your life, then you will 
never hunger, for he is that bread from heaven. Then number three, believers shall never be forsaken. Oh boy, I love this. Believers shall never be forsaken. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he have said, I will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Oh, what a precious truth. What a wonderful assurance just to know that Christ will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will tenderly watch over us every step of the way. That's, that's, man, that's exciting. Just to have it in mind that Jesus will never leave us and he will never forsake us. Yes, it is quite possible for our friends to leave us. It is quite possible for our neighbors to forsake us. It is quite possible for our loved ones to forget us, but it is impossible for Christ to forsake us or leave us because he promised and he cannot lie. He will never forsake us in this life. He will never forsake us in death. He will never forsake us in eternity. He was the one who said, I will never leave you. Now will I forsake you. I will be with you. It doesn't matter what your behavior is. If you are a child of God, he said he will still be with you. He will be with you when you are up on the mountaintop. And he will be with you when you are down in the valley. The truth is, if God be for us, who then can be against us? <clears throat> and the answer is, no one, my friends, no one can be against us. Number four, believers shall never perish. They shall never perish. I said, they shall never perish. In John 10, 28, and I do not care what you believe because I am standing on the authority <coughs> of the word of the Lord. Jesus said in John 10, 28, I will give unto them I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. They shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. In the opening verses of John 10, Jesus gives his discourse on the good shepherd. He said, Verily I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, is a thief and a robber. But if you come in the right way, Jesus will open the door just for you. 
He said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, Jesus said, I will come into him and I will sup with him. So in John 10, Jesus uh, presents himself as the good shepherd, the door to the shipful. But the tremendous part of his statement is the declaration that every believer should commit to memory lies in these words. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they know not the voice of a stranger. That's the word of the Lord. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. They know my voice. They hear it, they know it, and they follow me. And the stranger, they will not go after because it's not the voice of truth. It's not the voice of hope. But the voice of the master is the voice of truth. And it's the voice of hope and power. Let the truth be told. Sheep do not follow strangers, but run from them. Jesus is the good shepherd. The one who gave his life for the sheep. If you are saved, then comfort your hearts with these blessed truths. Believers are God's children now. Now are we the sons of God, the Bible says. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be <coughs> like him, for we shall see him as he is. Believers are partakers of divine nature now, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through loss that's in second peter 1 and verse 4 believers shall never perish we are kept by the power of god first peter 1 3 and 5 he says blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ which according to his abundant mercy have begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last day. So we as believers have a hope that will surely endure even after the passing of time. Ah, we have a future in heaven for sure. There in those mansions sublime. Jesus made it possible for us that we can have this kind of life and we can have it more abundantly oh my dear friends the choice is really yours the choice is really yours you can have a song in your heart because you know that you have the things that will never things that will never happen to you in this life you will suffer tribulations and troubles and trials but you have things that will never happen to you as a child of God. Would you trust Christ today and would you be encouraged 
and follow Christ all the days of your life. May God bless you today. As we close our study for today, we trust that something was said that will uplift your soul. And if you have never trusted the Lord as your Savior, we encourage you to do so before it is too late. All you have to do is to acknowledge that you are a sinner and that you need the Lord. And then you believe in your heart that Jesus died and that he rose again. And then you confess him with your mouth and the Bible says that you will be saved. We will love to hear from you. You can reach out to us, newdeafholepodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's newdeafholepodcast at gmail.com. So have a blessed week, everybody.